Are you chasing carrots? Kind of like a, a hamster on a wheel, just running running like mad and just just really working its heart out to get that bite of food that's just, just outside uh, its reach or or maybe like a, a horse or a donkey with somebody holding the carrot on a stick just out of reach and they're just trying to get that little nibble bite going. Do you find yourself thinking about that next thing that will bring you happiness and satisfaction? I think we all probably struggle to some extent about our next thing, right? Our, our next carrot. I know I do. And that next thing can be in the form of a maybe a, a new car or a newer car, a, a nicer boat, clothes, relationships. Uh, I mean, there's a huge list of next things. Well, I'm excited about our new sermon series that starts today about chasing carrots. Chasing carrots is about our continual pursuit of more, more this or more that. The thinking that if we just had just, just one more thing or this or that or something else that we would be happier or more satisfied or we'd have it made. Our series explores ways that God can help us change our lives for the better so that we can pursue true joy and happiness. The Bible says this in 1 John chapter 2, starting at verse 15, Do not love this world nor the things it offers you, for when you love the world, you do not have the love of the Father in you. For the love, world only offers a craving for physical pleasure, a craving for things we see and pride in our achievements and possessions. These things are not from our Father, but they're from this world. So have you had that experience where you desperately wanted something only to get it and have only temporary happiness from it? Kind of like a mirage, you know, you, you really you really want to see that? You really want to get there? And when you get there, you find out there's, there's nothing there? Well, let's take a moment and consider this discussion question. What are some ways that you have chased a carrot only to find a mirage or temporary happiness. In our series, we're going to be looking at three things. One is, today, is uh, the pursuit of comfort. The next one is approval. And then our uh, third week will be money and stuff. So today we're going to be pursuing the, exploring the pursuit of, of comfort. Now, you know, I know I struggle with the pursuit of government. <laughs> the pursuit of comfort. You know, for instance, I don't, I really don't like to jump out of bed before sun up and start chasing around like a madman like I used to and uh, before I retired from uh, engineering. You know, I kind of like getting up maybe around seven o'clock and have a cup of coffee and sit and kind of watch the, the sun come up and, uh, and the clouds go by, the critters go by. Well, or how about, how about your favorite food? You know, for me, there's nothing that beats a nice juicy steaks or, or maybe a, a nice homemade, homemade pot roast. Or Another way we can chase comfort is through our aches and pains. You know, hand me that ibuprofen or, or perhaps some prescription medicines or whatever. And you might ask, well, what's wrong with that? All these examples seem perfectly fine, but I think the key word here is the word pursuit. Now our scripture focus today comes from 1 John, 1 John 2.15. Do not love this world nor the thing it offers you, for when you love the world, you do not love the, have the love of the Father in you. Now, 
John is drawing a pretty sharp contrast with the values of this world and loving God because the values of this world tend to get us distracted away from God because then our, our center of our focus is on things and such as that rather than on God. You know, I think we all would much prefer to have our own destiny in our own hands, to do what we want to do, when we want to do it, and with whom we want to do it. Well, I think there's two main issues. The first is that which we're focused on, and the second is, are we honest with ourselves that we do struggle with our desire for comfort? For example, we probably don't even think about it, but each one of us desires to have a life with fewer struggles, less hassle, less pain. Our desire is to have a life of ease, maybe not work so hard. But think of it this way. We can be deceived by counterfeit comfort, pursuing those things that would appear to make us more comfortable. But the word counterfeit means fake or worthless or empty. And that's what worldly comfort gets us, is empty comfort. It's kind of like that mirage. It appears to promise us something, but it's just out of reach. And the closer we get to it, the further away it goes. And so that's why John is warning us about pursuing and living for comfort. Do not love this world, nor the things that offer you. For when you love the world, you do not have the love of the Father in you. The deception of counterfeit comfort fills us with spiritual emptiness, a deception that pulls us away from the true comfort that we get from Jesus. But, but we love our comfort things, our food, our clothes. How about in the, this bitter uh, wind that we have the last couple days, you know, uh, heat, I, I kind of like my indoor heat, right? Well, we need to continually focus our, ourselves and reinforce that focus to be on God and the true comfort that God promises. And that's why our faith or our trust in God is so important. Keeping our being centered on God helps us from being pulled away from that source of true strength and happiness. If we were to read Hebrews around chapter 11, there's a summary of people's experiences with having faith in God. For example, by faith, Moses took on the most powerful human being on the planet, that would be the Pharaoh of Egypt, in order to deliver God's people away from the life of bondage. By faith, Abraham left the home of his ancestors. He was a rich man and he was comfortable right where he was at. And God said, no, I want you to go. And he didn't even know where he was going. Or how about Noah? By faith, Noah built this boat, this ark, and people, you know, Bill Cosby did a funny uh, comedy routine on that. It's, it's hilarious. But anyway, people say, why in the world are you building a boat? You know, it's like, and you want us to go into the boat? You're out of your mind. Because not one of them had ever seen rain in their entire life. The, the theme, the, the, the continuous theme through all of these is by faith, by faith, by faith. Not one of those stories involve people living in comfort. Listen to these words from Hebrew chapter 11, verse 6. And it is impossible to please God without faith. Anyone who wants to come to him must believe that God exists and that he rewards them who sincerely seek him. God's love in our heart 
will create more disruption than ease. And that's what it did to Noah and Moses and Abraham is they were comfortable right where they were at. And God said, have faith in me, trust me, and go do this, right? Well then, faith in God is about disruption. It's about opposing the forces of evil and the hectic noise and violence and hatred that seems so commonplace in our world today. You know, most of the time we think about praying to God for comfort, to, to make our, praying to God for comfort to make our life easier. I know I do that. I said, Lord, I've got this struggle. I've got this issue. I've got this thorn in my side or whatever. I, I prayed to, to make my life easy because I want more comfort. Yet when we read these stories from the Bible, they seem to suggest that true joy and comfort, that which we get from God, doesn't necessarily go together with physical comfort or worldly comfort. And so now let's pause for just a moment and, and reflect on this discussion question. How do you balance, how do you relate this loving God and having faith and trust in Him with living in comfort and being struggle-free and having a life of ease? It's a bit of a contrast, a bit of a conflict there. Well, another way to, to think of it is, it's about being salty. In Matthew 5.13, we hear, you are the salt of the earth. You are something that changes the flavor of the earth, of worldly values. But Matthew goes on to say, but if salt has lost its taste, how can its saltiness be restored? It's no longer good for anything. It's just thrown out. For us to be salty and genuine and loving God, we need to keep our focus on God. Now here's what Paul says in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 3. God is our merciful Father and the source of all comfort. He comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort others. It doesn't say he's going to make our life easy or comfortable. It says he comforts us. He, he lets us know that he is with us through whatever it is that we are dealing with. <clears throat> And then Paul goes on to remind us to look to God for the true source of all comfort. That comfort that is everlasting. A comfort that we don't have to chase down like some mirage or, or that carrot just outside that hamster wheel. And finally, hear these words from James. So this comes to us from James chapter 1, around verse 2. Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow, for when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. If you need wisdom, ask our generous God and he will give it to you. But when you ask him, be sure that your faith is in him alone. Do not waver, for a person with divided loyalty is as unsettled as the wave of the sea that is blown and tossed around by the wind. Their loyalty is divided between God and world, and they are unstable in everything we, they do. And you know, when we look out at our world today, it sure seems like the world is an unstable place. It's time for us to return our focus to God and share that focus with others so that they can also reach true joy. 
And so the most important thing for us to do is to embrace the presence of God in the midst of our struggles and in the midst of our discomforts, that these things will help us grow closer to God and trust Him more and more. We have a high calling. We have the most important purpose for anyone, the purpose of reaching people to grow into relationship with Jesus Christ, to be filled with the love of God that leads to true joy and happiness. And so now for our final discussion question, are you chasing carrots? I've shared some thoughts about how we can get sidetracked from God by the most innocent of desires, the desire to be comfortable. What do you think? God gives us that everlasting promise to be with us forever, to fill us with a love that keeps on going. Are you searching? Are you struggling? I'd love to hear your thoughts. Let's get together sometime, have a cup of coffee or snack or whatever, and we can talk about your thoughts, what you'd like to share, your doubts and, and God, or maybe you know someone or have a friend that's hurting or struggling. Well, share this message with them. Suggest that they reach out because I'd love to talk with them as well. And we can explore together how God and Jesus love us so much and is just waiting to help us live into a relationship that fills us with peace and hope. God cares for our welfare and promises to be with us always so that we can be full of joy and have that awesome divine sense of purpose and experience that awesome peace that passes all human understanding. Feel how he sustains us in our troubled and broken world and helps us to make a difference with those around us. And now for our prayer challenge. Spend that five minutes each day or squeeze in a few moments or whatever you can do. But be honest with yourself and ask yourself if you're chasing comfort and forgetting where true joy comes from or that true strength comes from and talk to God and ask him to help you stay focused on Jesus so that you can grow in that joy and that satisfaction. And whatever you do, talk with God often. Just do it. Put that reminder someplace so that you can remember. Whether it's a long talk or a short talk, strive to talk with God every day. And I pray that the awesome love and care of Jesus, our Lord and Savior, help you to grow in peace and hope, to be able to stand up with confidence in a lost and troubled world, to develop wisdom and discernment for caring for ourselves and others. Amen. Check us out next week as we continue in our series of Chasing Those Carrots with our desire to pursue approval from others. God is great. Amen. Let us pray. Dear God, we thank you for that you are the God of all comfort. You are the God of compassion, and we are so grateful for your patience with us. We often don't get it, and we have to have those lessons repeated over and over. And I pray in this moment today that we would hear your voice and we would have the courage to be honest with ourselves and with you. May our lives be less characterized by what is easier, comfortable, and more characterized by that deep love of you that leads to life to the full. God, we give ourselves to you today. Be our source of comfort, whatever may come our way. Amen. And friends, feel the awesome power and presence of the Holy Spirit this day as we are forgiven and adopted as God's holy children. Open your heart and feel the warmth and blessings of his love. God gives us that everlasting boost that we sometimes need to get back on track. Amen. What do you think? I'd like to hear your thoughts. If this is during the premiere time, you can throw a note in the chat box. Otherwise, you can call or text me directly at 
517-588-8415. You can email myself, you can email our prayer team. You can always fill out the Calmo connection card online at calmochurch.org forward slash connect dash with dash Calamo. That information is at the bottom of your screen. Maybe you just want to talk about your thoughts, your struggles, or about God. Or maybe you have a friend that is struggling. Share this message with them and suggest that they reach out. I'd love to talk with them. My contact information is below. Are you struggling? Is life just grinding you in the mud? Well, let us pray for you. Our prayer team is standing by at prayerteam at calmochurch.org. Would you like to support God's work at Calamo? If you choose to support our ministries, we thank you, thank you, thank you. You can mail a check to Calmo Church at 1475 South Ionia Road, Vermontville, 49096, or you can go to our website at calmochurch.org forward slash giving and click on that magic PayPal button. However you choose to support God's ministries at Calamo, we thank you, thank you, thank you. Have a blessed day. Have a blessed week. I'm your neighbor, Jerry, pastor at Calmo Church, and bye for now.